The VC Show is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, but you must be 21 or older. The VC Show, let's go. Welcome to the VC Show presented by Caesar Sportsbook on Omaha Audio. I'm Vince Carter alongside Roz Goldenwoode. Roz, what's going on? We're back at it again. What's new? What you got for us today? What's new? The first week of the NBA season's about to wrap up. We are oh, yeah, back. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so what has surprised you the most so far this NBA season? I mean, there's a lot that has surprised me. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to start with the Utah Jazz being 3-0, and undefeated. And uh, I think a lot of it has to do with Laurie Markkinen playing great basketball and he's healthy. I mean, we've seen him. When he's, when he's healthy, he plays great basketball, and I think keeping him healthy is going to keep the Cavs – sorry, he's played for the Cavs – going to keep the Jazz uh, playing great basketball. But the one thing about it, what I think is, it surprises everybody, but that shows how good the coaching is over there in Utah, is that when you have a team that may, might not have the superstar like you had Donovan Mitchell, you play let the ball find the open guy. And I think the ball movement, body movement has been – has given – um, Utah some success so far. And of course, you know, the 0-3, that, I mean, it's a surprise. I mean, I guess some people aren't surprised, but I mean, just seeing, uh, we're going to always talk about this, but the Lakers, you know, where they are right now, it's it's not a surprise, but I'm just surprised just to see now we're starting to see body language issues already. I mm-hmm. think that's the biggest surprise uh, um, when you're talking about veterans. Right, right, right. Well, well, to keep it on with the the Jazz um, and their hot start to the season, like first and foremost, it's early still. Mm-hmm. Do you think that this is real or is it just early? Like, is this sustainable momentum that they started the season off with? I, I mean, I, I think for them, this is the way you have to go about it. I mean, you don't want to start off slow and then try to build up your momentum. You want to hit the ground running, particularly in the West like they're in. So for them, they want to get as many wins as possible now while teams, if you would, around the West are struggling. I mean, obviously, we we know Memphis is playing great basketball, Dallas, Golden State. There's some guys who are are balling, but they want to just try to – right now they can say, hey, we're 3-0, we're atop the West, and they can just hold on as as long as they can. Yes, it's a long season. There's ups and downs. But right now they're they're, they're doing it the right way, playing team ball – uh, you're playing. They're playing their best basketball early. I mean, obviously, you hope they don't plateau early. But you know, if if, if you know beggars can be choosers, nobody gave them a shot anyway. So you want to come out three and zero, catching teams like the Lakers who are struggling. I think uh, Utah has the Lakers twice, if I'm not mistaken. So this is a great opportunity for them to capitalize. Yeah, and I feel like for a while we've just been kind of waiting for the continued blossoming and even breakout of Markinen. Do you think that this could mm-hmm. be that? breakout, you know, individual season for him, especially with the spotlight a little bit lower and the expectations certainly lower. Right. And, and, and you know, you don't have like a, a Garland, you don't have that Colin Sexton, uh, the, the rookie, but Mobley, you didn't have those guys there that he had to kind of fend for some offense. Now he can be the feature guy because everyone has gone there. Like you said, the, the lights are a little lower and you can just go out there and play basketball, but they're playing, team ball but when he's rolling they play through him as well so this is a great opportunity for him to show that he is definitely capable and he showed flashes obviously mm-hmm. in Cleveland as well as Chicago yeah and, and you know look 
the Jazz were able to pull out a tough win, one point mm-hmm. win over the Pelicans, who a lot of people said, hey, this is, a, this is you know, don't sleep on the Pelicans. This is a sleeper team. This is this could be a very good team out of the West. But the caveat was always if they stay healthy. And if so healthy. Not, only they, not only did they cash an L, but I am, I, you know, I'm sad to see they came away with two, uh, you know, headline-taking injuries. Um, and that Zion Williamson has a hip contusion taken off of a fall out in the open court. And uh, Brandon Ingram has a concussion. Now, it's mm-hmm. early in the season, but um, I guess the, the main thing a lot of people are focusing on is Zion's injury. And should we be worried, given his history of injuries? Well, it, and it's, just, it's a crazy, it's a scary situation and moment, especially for, for leapers and high flyers. And, and I say that because, I mean, he was on the, in, in transition about to do something freaky, looks like, and he cocked the ball back. And Clarkson did a great job hitting the ball out. And sometimes, Roz, when we're in the air like that, it's more so fear falling. So sometimes we panic and we put that hand down and that's how we break our wrists. Um, I think I want to say AD that happened to him many, many years ago with the Pelicans when on breaking the fall. Um, he, you know, he's a big boy. So, I mean, you don't want to fall on your wrist cause that's a lot of body falling on there. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you just got to take, you know, teach a, a tumbling class. Now, honestly, like we, we learned how to fall at Carolina. They taught we, you. We, we, we're teaching us how to, you know, when you're up in the air falling, not telling us not to put our hands behind us or let your hands you know, be the first thing falling because that's the rest of your body falling on the wrist. And I say, you break your wrists, hands, so on and so forth. So, um, but like, it's been, a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a thing where you, you get up there, you're focused on the rim. Cause I'm trying to get up like uh, in transition, I'm trying to get up in the air before a player can get to me. And as a guard, that's your only chance for a high flyer is try to swipe over the top or try to catch the ball from behind. And I was in that situation one time with Shaq, <laughs> Going yeah, baseline right. and trying to dunk the ball, and you know Shaq just stood there, hit me, and I remember it, it flatlined, and I was falling down, and you know your hands and feet go crazy, and I, I remember looking at the top of the Staples Center's lights, Staples Center lights, like oh man, and hit the floor, and I mean I, I felt that pain, and it was all, I mean every fall is all the same reaction. I mean you kind of just get up there, and, and it was Shaq who hit me, so that fall, and I was like what two hundred, two ten maybe, like it was just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I had no chance, but like I can understand this. It's, it's more fear on the way down because you know when you go up in the air. Obviously, if you jump in the air and you get knocked off, you and you can you're able to land, cool. But when you're flatline, anything can happen, and that's like that internal fear that gets to you. Yeah, and you know you look at the play. Zion first makes an incredible block, but mm-hmm. uh, and then comes down the other way on the court, and he's going up in the open court and free. And as he's going up to throw it down, he gets. Uh, touched, blocked, fouled, some kind of combination of that on the way up. He's obviously up high in the air, but it's for me, it's the way he falls down, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, like without protection of his body and just kind of freely putting all that weight. Remember, he is um, a larger than usual basketball player. We often have talked about how his force of movement may be more may affect body parts differently than a more lean or smaller man, especially at the speeds and the velocity and, and the power and the strength and, and the athleticism that he's moving at. We really haven't seen that kind of combination. So even his falls, you know, might take a different toll on the body. And, you know, it, it, it was really insightful and interesting to hear you talk about what it's like, first of all, to even be up that high or to think about, <laughs> yeah 
what that fall might be like on the way back down. But do you think for Zion, he needs to avoid being a player that's on the floor a lot or? I I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, obviously you don't want to fall. It's just, it's kind of the nature of the game. You're going to get knocked down. You're going to get hit. Um, You know, I started wearing, you know, the, uh, the tights with the, with the pads in them to, 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 to really, cushion some of the fall i mean regardless when you hit the floor it's just what it is because you're you know, you're in it's, it's for hips and, and 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 it's like it's like a little uh tailbone thing i mean yeah. like i say you're gonna fall you're gonna fall i mean you're just trying to soften the blow as much as possible it's just it is what it is it's like you have to kind of learn how to fall and kind of brace yourself i mean you know yeah. it's going to happen and if you can feel up and find the softest place in your body to land like you know that's kind of what it is i mean you can't how do you avoid that without being, you know, without being aggressive? I mean, you're going to be aggressive. That's who he is. That's what he does. That's how he makes his money. That's why he's one of the more dominant players in the league because of his ability to attack and, be, and, and get above the rim. I don't think it's saying too much to, to say that he might need to be trained on how to fall or protect his body. Because I think one- all players do. Right. It's it, volleyball players do it. You know, like there's a number of sports that teach you how to fall and roll and utilize that momentum and velocity yep. into something that isn't just stopping short into mm-hmm. the ground or into somebody else's body. Or, um, you know, I remember uh, learning about, especially as a female athlete, sometimes we're more prone to an ACL tear, the attention to detail we put into landing with a with a soft landing, not landing hard, but getting your mm-hmm. knee bent. But that that's actually something like we paid attention to, to fight against, you know, women tearing their ACLs when we were mm-hmm. playing ball and stuff like that. Um, or, uh, you know, in rehab and coming out of it. But um, it's, I feel like for Zion too, the other side of this is not, it's going to be hard because he's a human, but anytime Zion gets hurt, it's going to be a headline. It's going to be an extra squinty eye. It's going to be, uh-oh. And you can't allow Mm -hmm. the mental side of that to mess with you either. Like, cause already, you know, NBA Twitter, they're starting to chirp a little bit. You know, he tweaked something, I think, during preseason as well. And then here's a hip contusion. He, he, I think he needs to just hopefully free himself of the weight that's going to come with any nick and, and bruise that comes to him. Yeah, you just got to look at it. This is, this is the sport. It is what it is. I mean, I mean, it's unfortunate that injuries come about because, I mean, it's like, well, such and such didn't hurt. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah, they might not play that style of basketball, that brand of basketball. It's just, it is what it CJ, is. It happens. CJ McCollum goes down with a hip contusion, and we say, dang, CJ McCollum's out for a week or whatever it is. Zion goes down with anything, and it's eyebrow cocked. Yep. Oh, okay, he's not mm-hmm. ready, uh, mm-hmm. injury prone. And you don't realize the weight that comes with these reoccurring narratives. These, you know, you start to walk with that baggage. People love, let me tell you about people, they love to put you in a box because it is easier for people to understand you when they can wrap you up in a little circle and put a bow on it. And they want to be able to say, oh, Zion, injury prone. Oh, 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 Russ, you know, can't shoot. Da-da-da-da. Like, but people are more dynamic than that, but most aren't. But society, like we're not, 
it's, it's, it, you want to oversimplify it. And so like, you mm -hmm. have to fight as a person to not allow as Zion Williamson to not allow the, the baggage and the need for simplicity and box making of fans and media talking heads to bog you down. You got to release yourself of those chains because I know they are trying to wrap them around his feet and make it hard for him to walk. Well, well, Rod, at the same time, we also, as players, we have to understand what we do uh, as players in, in, in this sport and for the amount of punishment our bodies take day in and day out with along with practice the folks who always have something to say about these guys being injury prone would struggle going through this as far as just body being tired. They would physically break down from just the amount of travel, play, not as much rest, figuring out how to do it. So, I mean, as players like, you know, we're, you know, they, I, I was just like, we're amongst the elite and these things happen. How do you bounce back from it? You take your time, you get healthy, you go back out there because Zion comes back, starts dunking on people, putting up the numbers again. Guess what they're going to say? Man, Period. this boy's good. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, right. and I think that's the one that hurt hurt me for him more than anything. You could see the joy and excitement for Zion being back on the floor again. That just shows he loves it regardless yeah. of uh, all of the past and the frustration of whether he should have been on the floor or not. That was all behind him because he's back playing the game he loves and then this happens. So I, I just say to him, man, it, it, it happens. Take care of your body. Don't rush back. Do the exact the same formula you did before. Heal, then come back and kill. Right. Because you don't want this to linger. I mean, like, you know, bruises and stuff like that, no big deal. But as a post player who plays with his back to the basket a little bit, you yeah. keep getting hit on it, keep getting hit on it. Guess what? You, you end up back where you are. Right, right, right. And a big shout out to Teresa Weatherspoon on the podcast. Yeah, Spoon is, a, is, is yeah, Spoon, man, let me tell Spoon you something. Awesome. She's awesome. Yeah, Spoon is awesome. And, you know, she got passed over for a couple W jobs, WNBA. Um, and, you know, you you're over there scratching your head. And that that's happened, but right? Roz, and, but Roz, one she another got over. vouched. Yes, sir. And, she got vouched by one of the young, bright stars. Right, right. But I'm saying like, so here she is making a huge difference for the Pelicans organization and, and and one of the great, you know, talents, young talents of this league. Uh, Zion Williamson pointed to Teresa Weatherspoon, WNBA legend of the New York Liberty, and said, when I was at my lowest and first of all, felt it, I had to say I'm OK to everybody else. She caught me on a day where I was willing to be honest with her and tell her I'm not doing so good. And he, you know, talked about how she began to cry for him right there and just be able to show that emotion um, and compassion and empathy. And I do think mm -hmm. that there is something special about a woman's touch in the ability to show that emotion so fully right there. No need to hide it or or wrap it up behind, you know, all the thing. And I do think like that's a unique perspective you get from having diversity on your staff there and also someone who has the credibility and the humanness and the competitive nature to understand why this hurts, um, hurts him so much. So I heard that story and I heard Zion say, that's my big sis. And when I needed when I needed it, she was there. I, I, I can't speak highly enough about Spoon and her passion for the game. So just shout out to junk. her. Shout Absolutely. She's a junk, man. Like, got to know her over the years um, and just talking with her and just she's a great person. Like you said, obviously, her compassion 
has now shined through on this younger generation who I think needs right. it at times because of social media and how brutal it can be. You know, you need an outlet. You need somebody in your corner like that to to bounce things off of and can be brutally honest when you feel like you can't do that publicly all the time. Football season is here and nothing beats seeing your favorite team live. Not only does Vivid Seats have great NFL ticket prices, they're also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. And with Vivid Seats rewards, when you buy 10 tickets, you get the 11th free. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Receive a reward credit equal to the average price of 10 tickets purchased, excluding taxes, fees, and processing costs. See vividseats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions. Do you have ambitious hiring goals for the last quarter of 2022? With the powerful hiring partner, big goals are no big deal. You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Indeed makes hiring all in one place so easy because it takes 10 minutes or less for most small business employers to post a job. According to U.S. Indeed data, Indeed also has a jaw-dropping pool of talent. In fact, three out of four of U.S. online job seekers search for jobs on Indeed each month, according to Comscore. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to sponsor your job post at indeed.com slash VC show. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash VC show. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, so let's transition to another team that um, is on the other side of surprising, or I don't know, maybe you're not that surprised, but definitely not on the side. Of, <laughs> definitely not on the side of good news to start the right. season. It's the Lakers starting mm-hmm. off zero and three. And look, it's a small sample size, but the Lakers three point shooting is twenty one percent on thirty nine attempts per game. Um, Lakers ranked twenty second last season. Um, but four of their top five three-point shooters from last year are gone. Um, look, Vince, it's not like you haven't been on the show saying they need more shooters, but what does it's this just, feel like to you? Does it feel heavier than it is, or is it early? It, it's 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 feeling heavier than it is now, and 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 it is early. And the the, the problem is what's what's scaring me is one. Um, you know, one of our guests, Coach Darvin Ham, saying we don't have time for feelings. Like you're in this, you're at this point already, three games into the season. This is usually like yeah. a little week, couple of weeks in, where it's like, man, wait a minute, I thought I was going to get more touches or not, not three games in. And the yeah. other thing that that yeah, worries me, feelings, three games, yeah, in. yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then the other thing is like the body language, the body language already, and, and from your veterans, that's not that's not good. So. Um, I, 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 I like that, you know, that that LeBron is not allowing, I'm going to say us, but media to creep in and turn LeBron versus Russ or or or, or Palenka or anyone. It's it's still us, regardless of how they feel, honestly or internally. Um, you know, Roz, I, I, I want to say this. I, I think if I ever had the opportunity and like I know Russ, but, you know, we don't talk like that i would tell russ don't let this game and media and the talk steal your joy 
of playing basketball because we all know Russ loves to play basketball and mm-hmm. we don't see happiness in his game right now. And we're, I, I feel like we're seeing him fight with the talking more so playing the game. And it's, 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 uh, it's, 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 it's tough to see. And I, and I hope, Sooner than later, the Lakers, the organization, the team, everyone comes together and they do what's right for everyone. Yeah. What is that? What is right for everyone? That's what they have to figure out. I mean, I I think at some point, like, he's unhappy. He's trying to find his way. He's trying to figure his game out. Like, when's the last time you, you, you... you you've seen Russ settle and not drive to the basket, attack with force, with anger. Like we don't see that. We see settling, shooting. Maybe you know. I don't know. And this is all just me just speculating. But sometimes I feel like Russ is shooting the jump shot to spite everyone else. You know, it's just I'm just gonna shoot it. I, I don't know. And it's, I think it's frustrating for him because like it's it's like. And I say steal your joy on the court because. Obviously, when he talks about his family, and that's mm-hmm. that's that's his his outlet when once he goes home. But you you still have to deal with your you know finding joy on the court because he's still a Hall of Famer. He's still a superstar player, and and this is a prime example about opportunity, being in the right position. So sometimes we see players like man, what what happened to this guy? That guy when he was here, he didn't. And it's all about being in the right finding the right fit for you as a player. Right. And, and I think that's what what needs to be done at this point is finding a right fit before it's too late. And he kind of gets labeled like kind of like what was done to Carmelo. Yeah. They tried to say it was over. And until he found that perfect fit in Fort Portland. And now we're like, oh, man, Melo should have never been out the league. Yep. So I just I just hope for him. Like I said, he's not a, a good friend. He's a friend. I know him. We talk. But I just hope that. It, it gets settled because it's going to bleed into their season and into the narrative of Russ and who he really is for the rest of his career. Right. And you know what? I'm going to come. There's a lot to unpack. And I'm going to go to one of your earlier points, which was, you know, I loved seeing LeBron not allowing himself to be drawn in with the media to pile in on Russ. And I too agree with that. I also think it is becoming it even having to address it is a piling on on Russ. Mm -hmm. The fact that LeBron even says, I'm not going to be a part of this is a part of being a part of it. And you can see the frustration when he said that. And it fills the narrative. You are now in a situation where, uh, where defending Russ or even showing up for him is is actually a burden that players and coaches have to hold. You got Darvin Ham having to go up there and say anything, you know, rightfully to defend his player and show family style having each other's back. But you've got Darvin Ham at, mo- at moments, you know, you, you want to show that your commitment is to winning and understanding the time and situation and to make the right decision. And sometimes tough position. There's so much dedication. And this is not Russ's fault. This is this is media versus Lakers now. For anyone Lakers to have Russ's back, it's almost sometimes like you've almost got to not even speak what you really know as is, you know, to be true or 
the right way to see the game or even what you really want to express because you need to hold that down first. And I'm sure that it has put a number of players and coaches in an odd position. And, and that's when the narrative is becoming bigger than the team. Like, you know, you talked about how, uh, and I'll just real quick, like mm-hmm, go ahead. you said people's body language was already looking fed up or tired and it's only three games in. That's because the, the story is old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is a carryover. You know, the actions, we've seen it before. You know, you were hoping we, we, we including us, painted the preseason in pretty paint. We said, oh, we had Darvin Hamill. We said, oh, we're going to have Russ. He's going to play a complete game, anything for the team. And the three, AD and LeBron and Russ had a meeting. And, and then, oh, everybody was at Summer League. And we did all this pretty painting. And then the game came out and we took the, the blanket off and we like... Damn, that's ugly. <laughs> and like, and like man, we spent the whole preseason painting it like we was Picasso, but it still didn't make it pretty. And that's why the body language is tired. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. Thinking it's Picasso, Picasso, you came up with a Gordon Gortrell. For those who like watch the Cosby <laughs> show, look it up. <laughs> okay, it goes around. But no, I just, I, I just, I just, I just think, uh, you know, on the flip side, it's, 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 it's going to have to be some buy-in from Russ as well, and uh, understand like this is just the situation it is, and 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 I also think it's a shot to the ego, as far as like Russ has been Russ for a very long time, and the toughest thing to accept is not now being in as a closer. You're sitting there watching all of a sudden new uncharted territory for him, if you would. And sometimes it takes a a, a little getting used to it because it's a shot to your ego. I'm speaking from experience, starter, go-to guy, all-star, this, that, the fourth. And all of a sudden you you get a new role and it sounds good and you buy in until you have to really buy in. And sometimes it's not that easy and we all handle the – these situations differently. Another guy, Allen Iverson, went through those situations for different teams where he did not want to come off the bench and he could not handle coming off the bench. And that's why a lot of us felt like, man, Allen Iverson should have still been in the league for a long time, but he did not want to be in that role. And I think Russ is in that right now. And, you know, it's either you buy in or you don't. That's just what it is. And you either find a team where you can play that might not be a championship team where you can fulfill what you want as a player or a person that's playing, or you buy into an opportunity to go deep into the playoffs and have that opportunity to play in the finals again. Not that they're, they're going to play in that, but I'm just saying like, you just have to make that decision and it is a shot to the ego and you have to sit with yourself sometime because and uncloud the frustration and uncloud the noise and be able to sit with yourself and say, okay, what do I want? out of the rest of my career here on out, however long you want to play. And that was kind of one of those conversations I had with myself. I said, okay, reserve role. Cool. Let's do it. Now, how can I still be me in my new role? How can I still? So I started watching film on different guys. I started learning how to be now me in this new role. And yes, it's going to be less touches. So I have to lock in earlier. We heard Russ say, I didn't know how to prepare myself because you know, I wasn't out there as a starter. It's like these things. Okay, well, how do we fix that problem to buy in? You know what I'm saying? So you remember one of the things I said before, the honeymoon stage is always great, but it's when the regular season starts 
is how it really looks and what we really think and how we really feel. And I think this is that situation we're seeing it's show its ugly face early because Nike is like, all right, cool. Yeah, it's all talk, but I'm me. I'm going to figure it out. And then it's not working. So it's it's gonna it's a little give and take from from both sides, and I think Russ kind of has to dig deep until further notice. He just has to dig deep and just buy in. I think if Russ attacks and he doesn't make shots or whatever, nobody will have a problem with that at all because he's great at that. He's legendary at his position for being an attacker, and we don't see that. We don't see that passion and that scowl and that that Russ Westbrook that people feared. We don't see that right now. Well, I think I think that also comes with. So first of all, I appreciate the point you're bringing up where it's like, you know, it's a two way street and, um, you know, Russ needs to his approach could be evolving because his game is evolving. And so is his his circumstance. But it also seems to me when I watch the game down the stretch, you know, he seemed there seems to be perhaps distraction from. Because otherwise, the other option is Russ is not making good basketball plays. So it's either Russ is making good, not not making good basketball plays, or something is impeding his ability to do so. Okay, do you understand what I'm trying Mm -hmm. to say? The two Mm -hmm. options are, Mm -hmm. and I'd rather believe than to say, oh, you know what? The 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 consistent number of basketball plays that you might raise your hand and say didn't think that was the right play decision to make. I'd rather say that happened because, you know, it's just, he's, he's struggling to figure out the rhythm. You know what I mean? And, yep. and, and, and perhaps that has to do with all of this outside noise, you know, because some of them is just, it's just decisions. Um, and, you know, I'm watching him actually magic Johnson. Don't even, it, it's not for, it's not even me who should say, let's listen to magic Johnson. One of the great, point guard, the greatest point guard of our generation and passing and this decision-making. Let's hear what Magic Johnson had to say. Magic said he felt that in a recent interview that, you know, Russell should um, take it back on how he's been responding and um, clapping back at fans and media members instead of fighting them, just focus on the game. And like, there have been some clips of, you know, Russ, did you see the most most recent Mm -hmm. one? A fan Mm -hmm. said something to him. And Russ walked out the, the huddle and checked the fan and the fan had nothing to say, like literally just like went silent and mm-hmm. he checked him. Right. And it was funny. Like I watched it and I was like, see, there's a lot of fake tough guys. I think they can say right. anything and Russ checked yeah. him. Right. But I also felt like uh, these types of videos of Russ versus fans is starting to add up. And I, and to magic Johnson's point, maybe that's not where the energy needs to be. You know what I mean? What do you right. think? And- I, I I agree, and it, it's 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 a two way street with that as well, in my opinion, because it's like, yes, he's trying to dig himself out of it, out of, get out of his own head, but not any player wants to be disrespected, not any right. player wants to be talked to like that. Like you know, some of us haven't been in that type that type of hole before, and might not understand what it's like to get out of that hole. At, at the same time, like we can say what we think, but we all handle things differently. You know, like we, we talked about KD and how sometimes he should just focus on this and not clap back on social media. Well, I mean, that's just what he does. Like he has time for it. And Russ, like right now is in a situation I, 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 where he's. I, 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 but I'll, I'll jump in and say, I feel like the difference there, at least for now. No, no, no. 
is that KD seems to be in on the joke right now where the turn of tide on Russ feels like people think that they're joking on him. Would you no, I got you. I got, I got you. No, I'm just saying. But like right now, we're talking about like Russ clapping back. Yeah, I agree. It's it's easy to say Russ, man, just block the outside noise. But like, it's heavy right now. Think about it. Like like you said it. You said it. It's a carryover. This is like not something new where I could like, all right, cool. Let me right. just whatever. This is a carryover. This is like all summer. Oh, Russ is going to be traded. Where will he be traded? It didn't happen. So now he got to walk into camp, training camp with that happening now he walks in there and plays okay now we're hearing about the narrative of shooting or how you know maybe he should be coming off the bench and all these things then this games happen now he's not playing well along with all of that so like you said before ross is this building up building up building up so where like you know for a fan to disrespect like you don't want to hear that like yo bro come on out here and try it come on out here and try it so would it get in your so head? i understand that side of it. it it just depends on the moment it's been times well yeah I, i've definitely had something to say back to fans and you know because it's like sometimes they go above and beyond and feel like it's okay and it's he 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 funny you know when you know but if russ had a great game it's it's okay and, and we don't say anything so you know it's like you said like he he checked them it's like mm, come on man we need you bro like what what Right. He like, changed that real quick. Oh, okay, so okay, it's okay. just, you know, so it's, it's just, it's just an unfortunate situation for players to be in. And we have to, you know, for us all the time, we have to have this conversation like, Oh, we got to ignore it or something like, you know, like it's, I always ask back, like, can you, if you're walking out there, rise after a game, uh, I'm talking about reporting and somebody has something crazy. Oh, such and such better. Or are you terrible? Man, I heard that junk. Well, you know, after I'm talking about, things building up in your mind from whatever the case may be. Yeah. Oh gosh. I, you, as a you're going to, you're going to in men's sports. Do you know the type of nonsense I have seen? That's and, what I'm saying. So, it, you know, sometimes infuriated where there are moments I do want to clap back. I want to be like your mama, but, <laughs> but you know, or, you know, you looking at people who haven't even, you know, accomplished half, not even a quarter of what you've accomplished in your life. Right. How dare you speak to so-and-so in this way? As Kevin Durant infamously once said, he said, who are you? (laughs) Like, he said, you know, I remember he was in a press conference. He said, who are you? Like, that was a moment. Uh, Anyway, that was a funny moment if you were there for the Warriors. Mm -hmm. In any case, to to keep it moving, too, um, because it's easy to to spend a whole show on Russ. But um, to, to finish on the Lakers, though, Quiet as kept, Vince, and what is you know it won't steal the headlines as much as a Russell Westbrook conversation will. Russ's minutes down the stretch wasn't you know uh, prolific by any means, and certainly there were mistakes made, but that he wasn't the only one that was you know missed opportunities to win the game or no, made right. mistakes or mm-hmm. down the stretch. You know what's most disappointing to me for this Lakers loss, and it was against the um, Trailblazers, is that they were in complete control to win it. They -hmm. could have won this game. It was absolutely within their hands, even without the three ball. Here the game was, and you've got Anthony Davis and LeBron James, generational talents, and, you know, they're going to come down and say, oh, Russell Westbrook shouldn't have shot that shot when he did in the final few seconds, or he shouldn't have been subbed back in the game. But – it's a team game, and there were many and there were many moments where the Lakers as a unit didn't look great. Mm-hmm. And what's sad about that is they're veteran. 
You know, so like there were there were a few players that didn't hit a game winning opportunity. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's 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 just gonna it's just a part of the circus. And you you also said that it's the 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 circus of the Los Angeles Lakers. And like I say, uh, until uh, it's unfortunate what I'm gonna say, but until something is done, a move is made, they're gonna deal with this constantly, night in and night out. And you can kind of see the frustration, I think in and how Darvin Ham delivered back his answer. Like, we don't have time to be, you know, uh, we don't have time for feelings. You know, we're try- I'm trying to figure out how to win games. It's frustrating. And I don't think he meant it like that in with the aggression, but they're tired of hearing it. Like, we understand what's going on. Yes, you know, and they want to hear from the coach. And, you know, everybody just has to – it's a learning situation right now. And, like I said, everything – and I think a lot of things that's going to be said from here on out until something's happened is going to – <laughs> get taken out of contact. Get taken out of contact a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because of this, you're, you're tired of it. So yeah. after a while, you know it's a it's more of a bite back. You know, bro, right. we're we trying to figure this out. I'm trying to figure this out. But you know, we saw Darvin on him on here, man. Like he doesn't take no junk, but he's like he's a great dude, man. And and I think he has the support of the team. It's just everybody as a unit has to block that noise out because as soon as it creeps in, Roz. I know. It's going to be tough over I there. Know, I know. I'm going to try and remember Darvin Ham as he is right now. Uh, yeah. As a warm. Yeah. No, I'll say uh, uh, easy to talk with, um, willing to discuss with you, mm-hmm. um, positive feeling coach. Uh, early in the tenure of his career, I'll try to remember mm-hmm. him here because I this know is a tough job. Media is going to make him have to make him hard and cold and short. Yo, but think had, about that. Yo, we had Darvin. Let me give you a reporter story. We had Darvin. This is this is a beautiful thing. Like as we say this very positively. So, um, I had him for a first quarter or a third quarter for its third quarter and a third quarter interview in the game broadcast, and it was a I think preseason. Yeah, Timberwolves. And he gave an answer that was so thorough and and fulfilling and long that my, my uh, what you call it, producer actually said, don't ask the second question. We'll cut it there because he was so long and we had a nice chuckle. We was like, oh, he must be a first year head coach. Right, right, right. <laughs> and happy to see me like give him in year six, bro. He's going to be there like, yeah, the ball movement was good. Yep. <laughs> we, to, we need to defend better. We, right? Like we should be so thankful he's willing to, to talk with us. Give him to yeah. honestly give him till mid this season. I bet you, I bet you but, lose a little pleasantry. And, and Ross, we got to think about this: the job that he has is always under the microscope in, in, in the spotlight. It's just the, the facts and the way it is. And these are the things when the team are, are, are not on top you have to deal with that's what comes with because if he has this struggle anywhere else for something in, in some smaller markets it, it, it's it the headlines are different you know he, he gets a pass if you would you know obviously you don't have lebron james on your team possibly oh you don't have lebron james on your team if you're somewhere else and things are different like he comes in with the expectation to go deep into the playoff and win yeah yeah that's a tough one all right, that's enough Lakers. There's other teams in the league. Let's go somewhere else. Uh, yeah, what else you got? <laughs> I got because you could, we could do this. Okay. Yeah. 
All right, people, we're brought to you by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app ever, and honestly, the only one you need. It's not just about the big bonuses and boosts and promos that you get. It's the fact that every time you bet, whether you win or lose, you're earning towards the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Free stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. That's because when you download the Caesars Sportsbook app, you become a Caesars Rewards member, and that means perks. Must be 21 or older to gamble. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. Let's talk about the Sixers, man. What's going on in Philly? Uh, James, okay, I got a cool stat. James Harden, here's something provided by our wonderful production team. James Harden has dribbled the ball 1,507 times through three games this season for the Sixers. The rest of the roster combined for 1,242 dribbles. So the team has dribbled less than Harden has altogether. Uh, Make anything of that? I think that comes with James Harden being your point guard already. I mean, he's, you know, he holds on to that ball. Like, uh, I I wanted to see, me personally, I wanted to see Joel have more of a splash early. And I say that because of his disappointment for the last two years, particularly last year, feeling he should have won MVP. And I thought I thought this was a chance for him to come out and say, you know what? Y'all going to vote. Y'all, y'all see me this year. And we haven't seen that for whatever reason. I said, I know he had the injury early, uh, still getting into NBA game shape, if you would. So there's a lot of things. Um, I think Doc has has to figure out how he's going to – you got to get that ball, Maxie, the ball. Mm-hmm. I, I mean that 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 kid. He 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 deserves it. He's earned the right to be you know part of a big three, and you know then there's Tobias Harris. So they just got to figure it out. And and you yeah, know one so thing that Doc God. said, <laughs> you, you just huh? knocked out Tobias. You done with that? <laughs> no, I'm saying, but no, I'm saying you got to figure out. I mean, you got to get Tobias some touches as well. But I think Maxi is 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 trending upward as a star. And one thing I, Doc said. It's crazy to have to say this about a team who 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 played together last year. I don't care for but more than five games, you know what I'm saying? But they played together last year. He's like, we're not ready to win yet, and it's like you have a you have a team that is can be capable that can compete in the East for an opportunity to to to, to represent the, the the Eastern Conference, and you're not ready to win out the gates. Like, I, I feel like these teams. I feel like these teams have to. You know, these teams have to be ready to win early. Yo, you're tripping. Oh, there's a mosquito that's been terrorizing. <laughs> no, I was like, yo, what you doing over there? Okay. But no, I mean, I feel like. How much more do you, I just, the whole thing, while you were talking, I was looking, I'm like, wait a second. Didn't Joel Embiid just drop 40 points? What more does Joel Embiid no. need to do here that she needs to make a bigger splash? He's like, he's averaging like 30 something. What, what more did you need? And also, I'm so sorry for trying to kill that mosquito. Yo, I think you're trying to get my attention. Like, yo, wait, wait, wait. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's Why are there even mosquitoes here? But it's been terrorizing me in this house, and I'm tired of it. So he tried to fly by, and I was like, I've had enough. No, of I just, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's just, it's like this decision. What more do you want from Joel and B, bro? For real. What more do you need besides a W? Yeah, you know, give like demand the ball late. 
points, double doubles. What what more do you need from Joel? I mean, um, so, Doc, I mean, hey, Doc, hey, Doc, give me the ball. Um, let me let me let me give me the ball. Like like right now, you want to be MVP of the league and show that right now. Give me the ball. Yeah, he has forty points, double double. Cool. Give me the ball. Let let me let get let, get on my shoulders right now. Yeah, I got you, Jane. I, yeah, cool. You back. You 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 fit. I got it. But I'm rolling right now. Give me the ball. Like that's 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 gonna have to be the sign. So because like when he's taking over and and deal with the result, <laughs> deal with the result. Like whether you win it or not, because I think that sets the tone for his mentality. His yeah. mentality as the MVP, you know, just think about like we talk about LeBron saying we got to we say like LeBron says. Yeah, but still, like we talk about LeBron says AD, we got to play through him. But what does LeBron do when things are going bad? I got it. Get on my shoulders. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm 38. You know, but the, but it's just the mentality. I mean, and I know people say, oh, LeBron, that, that, the mentality. It doesn't matter right now. Joel has to make it his team, regardless of who's on over there. Right. But there's a way to go about it. And I say that, I mean, first of all, respect to you because you're Vince Carter. So when you talk about how someone needs to take over, that's well respected. I will give the I will give the insight of someone who, you know, has to uh, be around huddles and practices and kind of, you know, read energies and get quotes and comments and things like that. And I would say that in knowing both of them, that creating a confrontational or immediately hostile and not, it's not, a, it's confrontational not or environment. Right. That's my point was that the way it has gone about would matter from what I've seen from the so, parties we're discussing. You know? well, maybe, maybe. Like, okay. So what I'm saying, Roz is like with in a timeout in a situation where you need a basket, before a coach draws up a play, give me the damn ball, bro. Put get give it to me. Get okay. give it here because I think I think yeah. I think James gonna respect that too. Oh, shoot, because he's he's, he's riding for you know you see what I'm saying? Because if it, if it's flip where James feel like I'm rolling and I, I can go get this bucket on this guy in front of me, cool. I, I feel like then you earn the respect of the of the locker room. Like, bro, oh, here's our leader. Here's our leader. Yeah, you know, I Dirk was kind of. I thought Dirk was like that. No, 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 not no, no, not Dirk yelling. No way. No, 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 no. Like you, but you said Dirk had those moments. Like you, we know how Dirk is, cool guy. But when he wanted the ball, he's like, "Yo, give me the ball, give me the ball." We're like, "Oh, big dog is smoking." So I, I feel like sometimes, like you do that, you 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 flex your muscle a little bit. And and they, you your guys will follow because they know he's about his business and he's trying to win and it, it, everything kind of falls from there. Okay, well spoken. Well, guess what, Vince? Give me the rock. <laughs> ah, there you go. I'm gonna put you what, where you want it at the elbow or the free throw line. Here you go. ISO, do your thing. Because I think Joel, like you said, he's scoring forty on people. Like Joel can score when he's in that mode. Joel can score on anybody. Double right. team. He can beat a double team. He can beat his man one-on-one before a double team gets there. But yes, guys, you notice there's a difference between a guy catching the ball, dribble, dribble, then the double team comes. There's another there's a there's another look what they, we used to do the Shaq. When the ball is in the air, Shaq catches it, we're already on the way. They're taking that away from him. So there, there's a respect and understanding what Joel can do with the ball. So his mentality is like, all right, cool. That means, oh, y'all know this guy can't guard me one-on-one. Yeah. Barbecue chicken, as Shaq said. I got to eat them up. Attack the rim. Sometimes you just, the mentality sometimes, and a lot of my guys will always say, like, and they're going to laugh when they hear, see this, 
when he catches the ball, just take one dribble and just go try to dunk it. I don't care if you're close or not. It's just mentality. <laughs> it's just mentality. Then referees start giving you calls. And after a while, like you're going to start seeing guys calling for help. Hey, make sure y'all come on this double team. The ball in there, help, where's my help? Right. So I just I just think he takes that approach and, and just see what happens. Okay. All right. I'm with it. So you're the, the Embiid whisperer. That's what he needs to do. <sighs> I um, don't know. I, I would say that to his face, though. That's what yeah. I would tell him. What would you say? What would you tell Harden to his face? I mean, I, I mean, what, he, keep doing what you're doing and, and use that brother that you have there because Joel and B can make the game easier for James Harden, mm. you know, because if he's getting double teams on, on, on in, with, with the ball passed in the air, as soon as he catches it, all Joel has to do is make the right pass. Swing, swing. It's either Maxi who can drive, extra kick, Harden gets open jump shots, and he doesn't have to work so hard. They can play off of each other. We already know what the pick and roll can do. James' ability to make the right play, but I, I think the, the approach should, for James, James can score anybody where he wants to, but sometimes as, as a star player like he is, kind of like LeBron, what LeBron, he, he's just planting seeds. We're playing through AD. We, we go as far as AD goes. Well, I like to hear um, James say sometimes, yeah, we know it's, it's James' team. He's he's a he's a a, a Hall of Famer, All Star, Superstar. But we we go as far as that guy MB goes. Gotcha. Establish him, mm-hmm. establish him. You know, do do that, and, and I, I think he can do that. It, it will mean something. Um, they have they have now they had a whole off season together, and I, I feel like. They they they've built a rapport, obviously in the pick and roll. But if you hear if if Joel is hearing James saying stuff like that, guess what? He's gonna he's gonna go for it. And it's mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's gonna make the game easier for James, in my opinion. But just think yeah. now on a double team swing ball, and now James gets the ball with a live dribble instead yeah. of already dribbling the air out of it first. Come on, man. Yeah, and I think that's key, like for people to establish and understand roles you know, on the team. That'll only make it better for everybody else. So I mm-hmm. completely agree with you. And um, you know what time it is. We'll see. We're, we're going to oh. keep an eye. We'll be talking about the 76ers all season long, I'm sure. But Vince, it's time to go. Just do it. That you wanted to hang out more? <laughs> I mean, you know how we do. We, we got a lot of, we always get, we like, always got something to talk about. Vince, he will do this show for two hours. <laughs> Heck yeah. Hey, we feeding, we feeding it to the people. We giving them something. To, hey, they listening to us like, yeah, what else y'all got? <laughs> what else y'all got? We got more, but. But know, boss lady said we got to go, good people. So we appreciate y'all as usual. That wasn't a mosquito we- this time. That was. <laughs> that was, that was rapid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for kicking it. Yes. Always a pleasure. We are out. Let's go.